Thanks for coming in, Mr. Mahoney. Do you have your member ID card? Yep, I have it right here in the FEP Blue app. See? Great. It's can I... awesome. The app can also help me find a provider and keep tabs on my deductibles. Okay, can I... Oh, yeah, and my out-of-pocket spending and visit limits, and I can call the nurse line. I'm really glad it does all that, but I only need to see your member ID card. Oh, that's it? Why didn't you say so? Fearless is just one tap away. With the new FEP Blue app from Blue Cross and Blue Shield, you can access your health benefits on the go. Download it now at fepblue.org app. It's Thursday, September 1st, and this is Locked On Falcons, Episode 9. You are Locked On Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Falcons, your daily Monday through Friday Atlanta Falcons podcast. My name is Knox Vardine. I'm your host here. It's game day, guys, and this is one of those bittersweet moments to every offseason as all these teams, your Atlanta Falcons in particular, they finish up their preseason slate game four. It's a bear. I know it, guys, and we hear it all the time. Oh, I can't believe I had to pay full price for these tickets. The starters aren't going to be out there. Oh man, what's that guy's name again? Yeah, it's one of the rougher football games of the season to get through. And you could argue or not about there's too many preseason games or they should do something about the reduced ticket prices for these preseason games. But there are a number of guys out there on this 75-man roster that are fighting like hell for a roster spot. And a huge part of it is going to boil down to how things go on Thursday night. This this coaching staff has probably narrowed things down. And let's, let's remember, they have to go from 75 to 53 players by Saturday and they've probably got it narrowed down to 50 51 players they're trying to make maybe two decisions tonight but those two decisions those two roster spots might be on between four players maybe five players so there's five guys out there on on the field tonight and we we don't know exactly who they are but that's five guys three of them are going to be going home after Saturday that's big stuff that's the difference between being on an NFL roster and and even at worst making league minimum, which is, you know, $400,000 per year and some change. The difference between that and and going out and trying to find work elsewhere, trying to to spend, and if you're lucky enough, you do pick up with another team or on a practice squad or something, or maybe you're out of football for you're trying to get back in. A ginormous difference for those five guys. So when we're all complaining, I'm going to complain about it in the press box tonight. People in the the Georgia Dome are going to complain about it people on TV are going to complain about it. When we do, think about what I just said. There are guys out there on the field that will be devastated come Saturday that they didn't make this Falcons roster. So think a little bit about that and watch as they battle out there. You don't see too many heartfelt every single second of every single game moments than those guys that know they have to battle and fight and claw and scratch and do anything they can to make this team and you'll see a little bit of that tonight the guys don't go crazy with it and that use that to their advantage that'll help them that's going to be maybe their ticket to the roster so think about that as we go forth and and welcome the Jacksonville Jaguars into town here in Atlanta game starts at seven o'clock when we watch I'm going to give you guys a handful of storylines positions Things like that to keep an eye on. We're going to keep this podcast short and sweet today as as we don't have too many game plan items to talk about. We don't have too many, you know, the starters are going to play. Some are, some aren't. I'm going to get to that in a few minutes. But this is one of those times where I just want to let you know on those storylines, those final roster spot storylines. And then we'll we'll stop the podcast and we'll head down to the Georgia Dome and, and watch some football. 
Uh, a little bit of housekeeping here. Thank you guys so much for listening. Downloading, you can download on Audio Boom over at iTunes. If you want to um, follow me on Twitter, I'm at Knox Bardeen. Please do that. That's K N O X B A R D E E N. I'm very interactive. I'll answer questions. And when I get down to the Georgia Dome tonight, I'll actually um, be doing some periscoping from the field. I'll show you guys what's going on, answer questions on the field before I have to jump over and do a little bit of a pregame show stuff with 92.9 The Game where I work, the Falcons flagship station. So tune in and the best place to get updated news, follow me there at Knox Bardeen. All right. Some of the things I'm going to be watching for during this game, and I'm just this is this is in no order, but let's just start at the top. Deshaun Goldson will actually get some action in the game. He's not going to be overwhelmed with a huge snap count. He is still jumping into this playbook and, and trying to figure everything out. But Dan Quinn did say that he would be out there for a limited number of snaps, and, and we'll see what goes on there with him. Why, why is that so important? Because we know Kamal Ishmael is going to be the, the starter for the few, first few weeks while Keanu Neal is, is rehabbing. Because Deshaun Goldson is going to split a lot of time with Kamal Ishmael. That said, I want to see what's left in the tank out there. Goldson wasn't on a roster when camp started, and there's a reason for that. He's been declining skill-wise over the last couple of years, and he had to wait for an injury to happen to make it to an NFL roster. So how much is still left in the tank there for Goldson? How is, is it possible that he could revitalize that career, his career, here in Atlanta? Another guy, and I'm going to kind of bounce around from position to position, J.D. McKissick. Wide receiver, we really should consider him a return specialist. There's, I'm, I'm guessing, six wide receiver slots. And I've said this time and time again, the first four are already written in ink. Julio, Muhammad Sanu, Justin Hardy, Aldrick Robinson. I think McKissick is fighting with Nick Williams and Eric Weems for, and even Corey Washington to a, a smaller extent. But those four guys are fighting for two slots. My pick, and I guessed this yesterday on the podcast, my pick is McKissick and Eric Weems. And if McKissick goes out there and shows you the same kind of stuff he showed in the first three games, he is on this team. He has been absolutely electric in the return game. But keep an eye on him. He is, it's extremely important for him to not have a huge drop-off because Nick Williams isn't going to go without a fight. And Nick Williams is going to go out there. And if he goes, does something crazy on the field, good crazy, I mean, McKissick's going to have to answer. So that's going to be a kind of like a boxing match, punch for punch in, in a good way, seeing those guys battle against one another. Wes Schweitzer, who was the Falcons' six-round pick, kind of a, a do-everything offensive lineman. He's a guard, but he can play anywhere on that offensive line. Had a pretty good first couple of games in the preseason, but... Last week against Miami, showed some of his weaknesses, showed his inexperience. He needs to have a pretty good game. I think he's going to be on this roster. I'm pretty sure he is. But he needs to show that we've been mentioning his name for the past week and a half or so in that battle at guard for a reason, that he's truly deserving to be on this team. He needs to show that against the Jaguars. Another guy who absolutely has to come out Thursday night and show a lot. And this is a guy who is fighting for his roster life on Thursday night. Teron Ward has been out, hasn't played yet in preseason action. He was on this team last year as the third running back. If he wants to be on this team again, he has to go out Thursday night and really do well. I'm talking about lots of carries, a good per carry average. I mean, he has to be north of four yards per carry. Can't put the ball on the floor at all. Has to be absolutely valuable to this offense because if he's not, even though Brandon Wilds is hurt, I think Brandon Wilds sneaks in and, and steals his job. I, th I thought all through camp after probably the first two games that this was Wilds' job. 
So keep an eye on Teron Ward. It's absolutely important for him to do good things. Another thing to keep an eye on, watch the nickel position. We all know Jalen Collins is going to start serving his suspension on Monday. He cannot be in the facility for the first four weeks of the season. So outside of Robert Alford and Desmond Trufant, the Falcons are still looking for that nickel corner. And then the team plays nickel 60 to 65% of the time. So this is a very important position. There's four guys, maybe five guys. I think it's probably more like four fighting for this position. It's Brian Poole, the undrafted rookie from Florida, Akeem King. CJ Goodwin and Demarcus Van Dyke. I think this battle probably is going to come down to Brian Poole, who I might consider the front runner, even though he's not exactly the physical specimen that Dan Quinn wants in this position. He's only 5'9. I think it's going to come down to him versus CJ Goodwin, who absolutely is at 6'4, the, the physical guy that Dan Quinn wants on this defense. And he's had a really good camp so far. Both of them had, to be completely honest with you. Akeem King has even had some, some great moments in camp, too. So he's going to be in there fighting, too. I think Demarcus Van Dyke is probably at the tail end of this competition, but watch all those guys that get action in the nickel position. One of these guys might not be on this roster after Saturday, so it's all going to come down to how they play as that third cornerback in a nickel position. Also, kind of more on a a depth aspect, take a look at Robinson Therese, Damian Parms, uh, Sherrod Neesman to a certain extent, although I think his days are, are pretty much numbered. Look at the safeties behind Deshaun Goldson Thursday night. I've told you it's going to be Kamal Ishmael starting a strong safety. Deshaun Goldson backing him up until the Falcons get Keanu Neal back. But there needs, still needs to be some depth there. They're probably going to stash an extra guy somewhere in the defensive backfield just for depth issues. So keep an eye on those guys playing behind Goldson, what they can do. Here's an interesting topic. Usually, the starters do not play in this game. Or if they do, they go out there for a rep or a series at most. Dan Quinn hasn't told us exactly how he's going to handle the starters, but some are going to play, some aren't going to play much. Keep an eye on that, and here's why. If the starter goes out there Thursday night and plays more than just a cameo appearance, then there's something going on there. Ask yourself, why is starter X playing more than he usually would is he in a battle for a a position and I'm looking at Deion Jones and Paul Warlow there is he a rookie that needs extra reps I'm looking at Devon Day Campbell what's the reason why if a starter plays longer than we think he should why is he out there and Dan Quinn told us it was Tuesday when he really wouldn't answer the question as to who was going to play and how much, but said they were going to play. Now that there's been some more injuries across the league and some pretty bad season-ending injuries too, is he going to come back off? And I'm thinking Teddy Bridgewater up in Minnesota right now. Is he going to come back off that idea and say, okay, maybe the most important part here is to get everyone healthy. So let's get these starters out of here. So Watch what the starters do. I think it's an absolutely interesting topic, as are the fact that there's still two kickers in in camp, and and they're two veteran kickers, Matt Bryant, Shane Graham. Only one of these guys is going to make the team, and it's going to be the guy that's healthy. If if, if Matt Bryant is healthy and he's going to be kicking on Thursday night, if he's healthy and makes the kicks, he's got it. If he goes out there and struggles, if we find out he's not completely healthy, then it's going to be Shane Graham. It's a real kicker competition. Also, Watch special teams, guys. If you're a guy fighting for a roster spot, you're likely fighting for it, even though you're listed as a safety or a cornerback or a linebacker or a receiver. You're, you're not fighting for that spot. You're fighting for a, a spot on special teams, whether it's a gunner, 
whether it's anything else like that. You're fighting for your life to make it to Keith Armstrong's unit on special team. I'm not necessarily talking about the return guys like McKissick. Even them, sometimes because they don't always return when they're on punt coverage, when they're on kick coverage. Eric Weems last week was a perfect example. Went down and made a beautiful tackle to start the game. Watch special teams like crazy. The commercial breaks are not time to go grab a sandwich or, or use the bathroom. You could probably do that on second down. Make sure you see every kick. Make sure you see every return. You're gonna, someone's gonna step up on special teams and and make this team watch it tonight. Also, you could also start kind of forming your own ten man practice squad while you watch tonight. Some of the names that I've already kind of locked in on my practice squad, Nordley Cappy, who has um, a sack in preseason, has been playing really well during camp. Corey Washington, I think they like his versatility, and he's going to play maybe some defensive back on Thursday night as well as, you know, he's listed as wide receiver. They, they might keep him on the practice squad or bring him back to the practice squad because of that versatility on offense and defense. Joshua Perkins at tight end, Joey Mabu, those are just some of the names that I have kind of been circling as practice squad guys. Circle your guys too and watch how they play. Nordley Cappy has so much upside. He's just not ready to be on the 53-man roster yet. I think the Falcons would love to have him back, though. Let me share a story with you that I found earlier this morning before we sign off, and I'm going to head down to the Georgia Dome. There was a story, and this is from Mike K. down in Jacksonville from WTLV. He was talking to Jared Odrick, um, who said that he was almost drafted by the Falcons in 2010. Apparently, Thomas Dimitrov called his agent right before they, they Falcons were picking at 19 and said, we think Jared's going to be our guy. So Jared gets excited. The agent and the mom gets excited. And this is all an article. If you Google his name or, or find Mike K on Twitter, I'm sure it'll lead you straight to this article. It was just rather interesting. The Falcons didn't go Jared Odrick's name, the pass rusher. They went with Sean Weatherspoon. You could argue that neither of these two lived up to their first round billing, although I think Weatherspoon did outside of his injury issues. But I just am going to find it really interesting to watch Jared Odrick tonight thinking, well, what would he have been like in a Falcons uniform? That's just some off-the-wall kind of news that we get out of this fourth pre season game and interesting stuff like that it's awfully fun to think about how many players were actually considered at a spot that ultimately went to Sean Weatherspoon and the fact that Thomas Dimitrov called the guy's agent and said this is the move we're making that's just extremely interested to me okay get us on off here once again thank you guys for listening share it with your friends please let's help me blow this podcast up Falcons are going to play the Jacksonville Jaguars final game of the preseason seven o'clock tonight down in the Georgia Dome tomorrow On Friday, I will be back to help you guys break down this game. I'll share with you guys what I saw from the Georgia Dome, and we'll kind of talk about, maybe make a few more guesses. If I have to go back and change some of my ideas from Wednesday's podcast where I guessed the 53-man roster, we will. We'll talk about anything else. We'll talk about the starters to play. What did we see? And we'll kind of get into setting up the regular season. Tampa Bay comes to town in week one, and that's on September 11th, and and I just can't wait for the regular season to get here. So thanks for listening. Catch you guys tomorrow. Take care. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.